You're listening to Shine On Policycast, Solar Power Europe's podcast that brings you EU solar policy updates in 10 minutes or less. I'm your host, Bethany Maven, Head of Press and Policy Comms at Solar Power Europe. You can find me on Twitter at SolarPowerBeth. And today we're joined by Jonathan Bonadio, Senior Policy Advisor at Solar Power Europe, who can be found on Twitter at Bonadio underscore Jonathan. Welcome to PolicyCast, Jonathan. Thanks indeed, Bethany. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about cities and solar and the energy transition. It's obviously cities are um, the bulk of energy consumption in the EU, and there's clearly an interplay and an opportunity for solar there. So tell me, how can solar help cities? Um, how can cities help solar? That's a good question, Leeds. Thanks for asking. I think, as you mentioned, first of all, we have to keep in mind that cities represent three quarters of the European population and you have a growing demand from this population to engage into the energy transition, to engage into clean energy and therefore the cities are under pressure as well from their citizens to develop solutions. Uh, But fortunately they have some allies and these allies uh, are inter alia solar power. Solar power can help cities into reaching their climate and energy targets. Uh, You know that member states, European member states, European countries have uh, renewable energy targets until 2020. They had these targets. Um, No, they have national contributions, which are a bit less binding. But it's often that cities want to go faster, want to go further. So cities are more ambitious than countries. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes cities really want to decarbonize faster. You have cities that have uh, committed to carbon neutrality already by 2040, for instance. And this is very important because in this fight against climate change, they have allies and solar power, and solar power is one of their allies. First of all, by allowing the deployment of renewable energy on public buildings Mm -hmm. and thus reducing uh, the greenhouse gas emission of these very buildings of the administration. Mm -hmm. So that's your town halls, your libraries, your swimming pools, all these... Exactly. You have have a tremendous amount of of surface, of rooftop surface, which is actually owned by municipalities, Mm -hmm. by cities. So the Solar Click program in the Brussels city Mm -hmm. has been able to power 85,000 square meters of rooftop, which reduce the amount of greenhouse gas by more than 5,000 tons. Wow, it's a pretty fast solution for a city to just reduce its carbon emissions. (laughs) Indeed. But sometimes, I mean, cities have the advantage of having a lot of citizens pushing Mm -hmm. for climate transition, but they also have the drawback to having limited surfaces. Mm -hmm. And in this case, when they don't have enough surface to power their public service from rooftops, they can use distant consumption of electricity via, for instance, power purchase agreement that we call uh, PPAs. Yeah. So cities can cities can sign PPAs. Yeah. Um, is this happening already or is it just theoretical? Yeah, it's happening already. Uh, I have the example, for instance, of the city of London okay. that have signed a PPA, the square mile PPA, mm-hmm. uh, with 50 megawatt of solar PV installed outside the boundaries of the city, mm-hmm. but still providing electricity via power purchase agreement to the city itself mm-hmm. and saving thus £7 million of energy cost every year. Okay, so it's not even, uh, you know, it's not just climate ambition it's also just material it makes financial sense to do this it makes perfect sense it's actually it's an environmental a social 
and an energy security bargain for cities to invest in okay. solar. Win-win-win. So <laughs> it's a triple win. Yeah. Before entering into the detail on how cities can help solar mm. expand on their territories and beyond, I think we have to tackle one very specific topic, which is the empowerment of citizens. Mm -hmm. Solar power has the possibility to empower citizens either via energy communities, mm -hmm. via distant self-consumption, via individual self-consumption, mm -hmm. energy sharing, energy sharing mm -hmm. for instance. Uh, and these elements are one of the, the, the visible benefits of solar. Mm -hmm. There is an example, for instance, in Spain, in Adeje, mm -hmm. uh, where you have solar circles it's virtual self-consumption communities when you have the center of a circle where you have the pv installation okay like it started school or? school library okay. for instance it started i think with a music, a music school okay and they put pv panel on the rooftop but of course the capacity exceeds the needs of the house of the building yeah. so especially at weekends if it's a school and it's closed yeah, exactly yeah. So they use this capacity to power citizens uh, within a circle of a certain diameter, a couple of kilometers, mm -hmm. around this PV installation. Okay. So then what's the, the role of the city in that? I mean, how are they supporting that? First of all, the city provides for the rooftop. Oh, okay. <laughs> so clearly they, they provide the solar. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. okay. Public buildings yeah. and benefits from the whole for the whole citizens yeah okay so uh solar helps cities uh, become prosumers and also manage their emissions and also benefit financially yeah yeah and talking about financial benefits you have also examples of municipalities that develop programs to help alleviate energy poverty so they installed solar pv on public buildings or on private buildings and with this installation, they have been able to prioritize the delivery of electricity to low-income households. Okay, so it's, it's the real democratization of, of energy uh, that cities are able to enable through solar. I would say that solar is the perfect candidate for renewable energy at city level mm -hmm. because of its very local nature, mm -hmm. because of its connection to the citizens, to the buildings. Yeah. It's really the right scale of action. It's really the perfect renewable energy for cities and citizens. Well, it makes sense. So then tell me if uh, solar can be such a benefit to cities. I mean, how can cities help solar and help solar deployment? I think there are several dimensions where cities can help solar. The first would be financing. Okay. They can gather communities, having crowdfunding of projects, for instance, and thus unlocking potential for community projects mm -hmm. so they can help financing projects. And the role of the city there is really as a facilitator and uh, creating the space and the channels for people to come together and come up with these things. Cities are playing the role of the missing piece okay. between the project and the citizens. Okay, through the connection. Okay. Sorry. We've not, we've not had a phone call interrupt for the cast yet. It's a, it's a, it's a solar city. Uh, <laughs> Is it? <yeah. laughs> so one of the ways that um, cities can help solar is through kind of the direct financing and being the missing link between projects and, mm. and, and citizens. How, like, I mean, 
what about regulatory framework or, or other ways that solar can support the deployment? I mean, cities cities are the authorities that have at their hands the permitting process of solar PV. Mm-hmm. So they have the double challenge of protecting the environment, developing renewable energies and decarbonizing their energy system, mm-hmm. but also the mission to protect their natural and cultural heritage. Sometimes we see conflicts between the cultural heritage protection, mm-hmm. classified buildings, and solar development. And here, city can have a role to play by fostering innovative solar PV solution, mm-hmm. uh, integrated tiles when you have better integration into all buildings, for instance. Uh, cool. So it makes the panels kind of blend into the existing heritage architecture. Exactly. We have an example in Rennes when one of Solar Power Europe members, Aqua Energy, has developed solar tiles, put solar tiles on buildings which are visible from the outside. So in order to integrate better in the landscape. So they have, there is a room for action, even with constraints such as cultural heritage protection. There are also rooms for actions in the field uh, of planning, urban planning, because cities are also responsible for how the construction will go into their boundaries, into their premises. And cities can facilitate the integration of PV via deploying new building codes, like deploying, for instance, mandates, uh, obligations. Uh, so this, this comes back to the EPBD and the solar rooftop standards. Indeed, yeah, yeah. indeed. But cities, some cities, like the city of Berlin, have already somehow anticipated the obligation by deploying their own obligation on public buildings, which is extremely helpful because it provides an incentive for installing solar PV and makes sure that when you have deep renovation, I said public building before, um, this might be this might be on, on private household as well. Mm. But when you have deep renovation, you have to integrate solar PV. But here we are talking about obligations, yeah. uh, which is somehow hard power, so to mm. speak. There are other way to foster deployment of solar PV. One of them, for instance, is cities that provide information to their citizens. In Brussels, for instance, the city has developed what we call a solar map, Carte Solaire, which provides detailed information on the solar potential of rooftop. Oh, okay. So you so, can know how much that your rooftop solar will generate. Indeed. Yeah. If you are a company, if you are a citizen uh, and you want to install PV panel on your rooftop, you have the information available mm. on how your rooftop can generate not only solar power, but also revenues from these and also uh, potential savings on your energy. So you have ways how cities can help solar. I think that's way when solar can help cities is about creating the right ecosystem mm. for solar. You have the city of Marseille, for instance, that has been developing programs for solar PV installers, solar jobs, uh, trainings for solar jobs, and uh, university for for solar. I think this is the the way where cities can say, okay, I put two steps on the energy transition, and I really accompany the deployment of solar by supporting the skilling, the training of professionals in this sector. Also, a very simple and straightforward measure is the promotion of staffing of local administration. 
uh, the people that need to process all the paperwork. Exactly. I mean, we are about to multiply by five hours in solar. our solar capacity yeah. by 2030 in eight years. So I'm not saying that we shall multiply by five the staff in local administration, but we should be commensurate with our ambitions. And here, the local authorities have also not the duty, but the possibility to expand their staff. And of course, this expansion of staff should be also supported by European funding, by European initiatives. So then this is, of course, this policy cast, um, and it touches on what the EU solar policy uh, is, is doing to help deployment. So then what are the relevant files for city level solar um, happening here in Brussels? I was talking about energy financing before. Mm. I believe that there is an important role to play to the multi-annual financial framework, uh, the structural funds, the cohesion funds, but not only. You have also the Just Transition Fund. You have also the... And the Just Transition Fund then, that could be used, like cities could access that to help uh, low-income households access solar. Indeed, for instance, make sure that no one is left behind of the energy transition. And the overall challenge of the transition found and all all the cohesion policy is to make sure that there is a connection between the regional authority or the member state that receive the funding and the cities at local level. Mm -hmm. Because cities per se are not eligible at European funding, direct European funding. So we need to make sure that we channel this fund and there is sufficient adaptation, sufficient involvement of cities and local partners in the discussion of the partnership agreements, for instance, Mm -hmm. in the discussion of the funding programs. One very important element will be to reinforce the importance on cities into energy planning. And on this topic, you talk to me about the initiatives. We have the Renewable and Energy Directive and the whole climate package around which you have the governance which is planned. You know that member states will have to deliver on their national energy climate plans. Mm -hmm. This could be a very interesting vehicle to say we want to develop a certain share of solar PV at city level. Okay. Already in the governance. Plenty of opportunity to embed city solar in, in a lot of these files that are coming up. I mean... The EPBD as well, and, and, and market design. Is there anything relevant for cities in this? The EPBD is an obvious candidate yeah, yeah. because you have the mandate for existing buildings, you have the mandate for deep renovation, and all of this will happen in cities. So there would be, I mean, cities would be the one implementing actually the EPBD on the ground. The market design would be the opportunity for cities to integrate more to become market players if they have sufficient capacities to, for instance, sell electricity to the outside world. Yeah. Cities will also have to develop flexibility tools, smart grids, smart metering. So they have also the opportunity here to play in the direction of more flexible, more liquid markets. Okay. So, I mean, there's something in there, the EPPD and and, and in the market design, and they're working to a timescale towards the end of this year uh, for their kind of final... Some initiatives, such as the Renewable and Directive, are currently being finalized. Mm. Some of them are still under discussion as the EPBD and the market design. So the implementation would indeed happen by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. And our our aim would be to make sure that cities have their say into this exercise. 
Okay, cool. Well, well, once these uh, legislative proposals are through and uh, we're starting to see a bit more, uh, or even more, I should say, uh, cities uh, helping solar and solar helping cities, maybe uh, you come back on PolicyCast and tell us how it's going. But thanks so much for your insights today. It was a pleasure. <laughs> thanks indeed, Bethany. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Shine On PolicyCast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share on social media, tagging at SolarPowerEU.